0: Mountain Brothers podcast with your hosts Ramsey Rutschke, Riley Rutschke, and Sean Morris. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, FH Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired. Contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. Hey folks, welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers After Dark. How are you doing guys? What do you think, Sean? I don't
1: know. It, uh... It arises some questions, but I, I mean, he facilitated well. Um,
2: This, let me try to come up with an analogy here. Uh, This is like when you, no, you guys keep talking, I'll come up with something. good. no, you've ruined it now. It's it's,
0: it's moot now. I mean, what is up?
2: And welcome back to another episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. How are we? I hate you. (laughs) I.
1: Did we just do two intros in one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bradley can't not have.
0: Anybody else do the intro? It was eating him alive. It was.
1: I really think he was.
0: <laughs> yeah. I almost had to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you would have.
1: So, uh,
2: usually we start out the podcast with banter from the weekend before. We have some to, to talk about. We're going to save that for the middle and end of this episode. We have two awesome guests tonight. One return, actually, probably the most return guest on the podcast. Um, and we're going to talk about some current events in Montana, some stories, some headlines. And then we're going to get into, these two ended up being two successful archery hunters this year. Uh, we'd like to talk, uh, hear about their stories, hear about how their season went, because, I mean, it's kind of fun for us.
1: It's nice to get a little bit of difference in how seasons went. Well, you know, yeah, because you're in different, different areas of the whole Everybody state. Everybody in here was hunting different regions. So yeah, it's gonna different be, spots. Be a good time.
0: And by the time this episode drops, it'll be it'll almost starts, the almost, start of the last weekend. Is it Saturday yeah. or Sunday? Sunday? Sunday's
2: the last day of archery yeah so um yeah this is basically the closing ceremony for archery season for for every B &B and
0: those associated with us and and maybe Riley will build the uh the opener (laughs) and post it thursday
2: (laughs) did we ever mention that i found that episode sorry who found ramsey found the episode (laughs) Uh, yeah it's really painful see i like to compare it to tiktok right so you spend all this time... You
1: should probably introduce these guys before you
2: get... Well, oh, go ahead, Ramsey. do want you one to introduce story. everybody.
0: So, as always, our good friend, uh, Josh Adamson. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, We're glad to have you. And then, uh, first time ever appearing. we got New guest. A long-time friend, uh, Chance Windsor. How are you doing, Chance? I'm good. How are you? I'm just doing the thing. Yeah, we almost have a full house in here.
2: We were really trying to get a third guy in here, another successful Montana archer um but he couldn't make it and then oddly enough we show up today and Matt was here which he wasn't supposed to be cuz he's working nonstop. but he's played out he's not going to be able to make it tonight so we still got the five of us are going to going to bang this out it's
0: good crew um just gonna do it why do you say it like that? That was very. I don't know. It's be you're hot. Ba- you're what was I talking? Ba- ba- <laughs>
2: what was I, what was I talking about before? You sick. Son. Before you interrupted me. I don't. Oh, I was comparing really care. it to TikTok. So, what irritates me the most about TikTok is like we'll go out, we'll dedicate a whole weekend to getting film, getting stuff like oh, I know that, what you're going to and you'll get you'll get like really cool videos of animals or really cool videos of like finding sheds or stuff like that. And you're like, man, I can't wait to post this when we get home. And it gets, like, 700 views. And then I'm out last weekend. I do a six-second clip of Sean being the gate bitch and get 40,000 views on it. Like, I just don't understand. Like, it's so demoralizing.
1: You know, I didn't notice it at all the first morning. And then I remember I opened one of the gates at probably nine or 10 in the morning. And I turn around and Ramsey's out of the ranger leaning, recording me. And I went, these motherfuckers. I know what the, and I got in the ranger and that's exactly what I said. I was like, what are you guys making a stupid fucking gate bitch? TikTok right now. You didn't know I had that sound. I didn't. I I just thought you were making something stupid. It worked
2: good. And if you look at the sound, there's, we're like the only hunting one. And I made that
1: video. Let's be
3: honest.
2: No, you did, and I think your look, your nice look at it was which it wasn't was even perfect.
1: intent. None of this was intentional because it was
3: almost like those we are did the best it, ones. It's just organic. Nobody
4: expected. I, yeah. It's weird.
2: <laughs> it was almost like it was like an intentional satire video, yeah. like like an old like nineties like video. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that that's how the opener podcast felt because we put a lot of effort into making that really cool uh, and did a lot of research and did a lot of uh, I don't know, just moved really well. And then it never gets posted because it gets lost.
0: What? What?
3: I just.
2: You lost a, it. There's a cat in here. We haven't had that in
3: about two months. I let the cat outside when I got
0: here. Attaboy. <laughs> nice. Attaboy. It's yeah. like the one cardinal rule is you don't let the cats. All out. Right, so, and I knew it immediately.
2: So, boys that are in here, Josh Chance, um, I'm going to drop in some headlines. If you guys want to give your viewpoints on it or what you think about it. Let let us know. Otherwise we're gonna BS about it and, and we're gonna go from there. You ever so first noticed off
1: don't don't d- 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 go back to what he just said. If you wanna say <coughs> something about anything, just do it. Okay. Okay. Don't Thank, feel Thanks, Sean, you know.
0: have you ever noticed it really touches his mic stand like every thirty seconds?
2: Okay. Um so here's the first one. Uh this has been circulating for weeks. I think I could I could just by saying this, I feel like you know what I'm gonna talk about. A video was taken... Actually, not a video. A post was, was done oh, on Facebook. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Um, where a huntress in Montana was out looking for... Did you just say huntress? Yeah, that's, what, that's a correct term, isn't it? I like that term, yeah. actually. Ramsey.
1: I think it's plausible.
2: Thanks, Josh. I'm glad Josh is here. Um, <laughs> I feel, like, and hunter, what I feel up, like Hunter's pretty unisex. Okay, there was a hunter that was also female, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, 2022.
1: don't need to add that in.
2: <laughs> they, them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Alright. Whoa. Um...
2: Anyways, she was out hunting for, gosh, I can't remember the article itself. I think she was bear hunting. She was bear hunting, okay. Yeah. And I can she made this post about how she had stumbled across a wolf pup. <laughs> and she had then shot said wolf pup, posted it on Facebook, and had the pictures of this dead animal, both in poses as well as skinned in the back of her vehicle. And as any. Uh any person that's well versed in predator hunting in Montana instantly knew that it was unfortunately a home pet a it,
3: Siberian husky. I heard about it before I saw it and I was like no there's got I bet it had some wolf mixed in or it's going to look like a wolf at least. So
1: this is the story that I read on it was um there was actually a issue with feral Siberian huskies in that area. Mm-hmm. And actually FWP went out and trapped oh, I think 11 and they don't obviously they estimate the numbers and they don't know exactly how much was out there. But she ended up finding one of one of however many.
3: But it wasn't like oh yeah you could see how that was looked like a wolf. No, it was no. Like, it, as soon no. as you saw you're like that's a dog. What yes. You, do do
0: we know if it was was it chipped? Did they find the animals?
3: <laughs> <laughs> was it collared?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely collared. It was feral. <laughs> well, and here's my. I'm gonna give you my. I'm gonna give you my like how I stumbled across it. Is I didn't even read the post. I just saw the picture of it, and I was like, God, that is a awfully strange looking wolf. And then I like
1: kind of looked closer, and I was like, Oh God, that's that's not a wolf. Do you know honestly, like that there is like a little bit of kryptonite that goes into like social media posting with with hunting because like I've known several people that have like done things that. Are they illegal? Are they not? But they post it like when they changed. What was that turkey season that they changed? Or oh, and and in spring s- yeah. and some I, some people that in all throughout Montana posted pictures of turkeys on the normal start weekend of turkey, which it actually wasn't. It was the weekend,
2: right? Well, that was actually an even more serious situation because they didn't just change it. That was a decision like within seven days of the season, right? That they switched it and moved it back a week, like so, that. That I
1: understand. Right. No, I'm and I'm not obviously classifying these in the same and in the same context, but there is legitimately some negatives that can come about with posting stuff that you do during your hunt. Well, and I'd say probably
2: and I've heard this on many times. I'd say that FWP probably closes in on fifty percent of their poaching cases found just by seeing dudes post shit on Facebook.
3: Yeah, I don't remember somebody told me that they talked to a fish and game guy, and that's like how they do it now. They just look at Social media, and that's how they pick up half the perpetrators out there.
2: Well, it's genius because if you look, and a guy's like, "Oh, shot this big whitetail," and then you go and look, and he has not bought a whitetail tag in five years. <laughs> I, I know, mean, it's, so it's stupid, pretty easy. Like, it's
1: like, what do you, what do you think these people are thinking?
2: They're not. They're not. But a lot of poachers, like we talk about this all the time, a lot of poachers and, and people that do illegal stuff aren't. They don't care about hunting regulations
1: or doing the right thing in the first place. So they're not thinking. I knew, I knew guys that. I mean, I didn't know them. I knew of guys that. Where I used to hunt in the Bob, but I mean, five four years ago, they would they go out and they'd shoot three cows, yeah, and that was like okay to them because they were up there for what is it? National Forest is it fourteen days that you can legally stay in one area? Sixteen, I think. So they would go up there and do elk camp for that long, and then they would shoot all these elk and not have enough tags to film, but that wasn't a problem. People are people are warped, man. I when I was a younger kid, man, I came
2: I stumbled across a situation where. This person I knew, um, I went to their house, and there was like four animals hung hung in their house, like a a white tail or not a white tail, but an antelope, two deer, like a third buck. And I'm just like, what is going on? And they were basically Like hung
3: in the garage, like yeah.
2: And they were like, shot. I mean, this was like 15 years ago, so I I can't even I don't even know these people anymore. But like they were basically just having their friends come and giving them their tag and stuff, and just killing stuff. And then people I hear that all the time.
1: So I think I want to ask you guys this like in a, in a I mean if this is like frowned upon or if it's truly illegal. And I mean this is the, obviously the the context if you look at it on a piece of paper it's going to be illegal, but as far as like the opinionated hunter, I want to ask you guys. So if you go out with a group of people and you're doing a huge elk camp and there's 10 15 dudes and you go out and, you know, you're you're there with various age groups. So you're there with older guys, younger guys, the youngest guys, whatever. If you're out there and people, the older guys don't want to go on the hikes. And they shoot an animal for, the younger guys shoot an animal for the old guy.
3: Super illegal. Yeah. Super illegal.
2: Right? Like lose your hunting right? or
1: oh, anything yeah. illegal. Right. And even though the old guy has the tag. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. How many people have you guys have you guys ever ran into? All the people? time, you oh, yeah. know that? Oh, yeah.
2: I like literally, I'll run into people that I don't even
1: know that will just tell you a story, and you're just like,
2: "What? <laughs> like, right. You can't do that." It, I wonder <laughs> if they
1: think it's okay because they like say the younger guy that shoots two animals has the same tag, right? He shoots his cow.
2: Well, anybody's going to make just anyone that makes right. those kind of f- just decisions is going to make justifications for whatever they do. Right. So,
0: I'll give you an example of this. So, we were out. Northwest of our house, right? Where we were this weekend, whatever. And uh, this was, I don't know, probably five, six years ago.
3: Are you about to turn yourself in for some illegal
0: shit? You did? No, oh, no. Okay. So we are driving down a hill on the main road. And we see this truck parked at the gate to get into these people's property. And we're like, oh, well, maybe they let someone out here. Because at the time, they were what, type one block management.
2: No, at that time, that was our first year being private. So that's why we, like hauled, we were supposed to be the only ones in there. Oh, did okay. I hear
1: this story this yeah. weekend? Yeah
0: and so we drive down there and as soon as we start coming down the hill these people back up and take off and so you were driving weren't you yeah he hauls ass after him and they we kind of just pull into the same gate that they pulled out of and they stopped on the road and we got out to open the gate and these guys stop and one of them comes back to us and they're like uh you guys uh, you guys know who, who owns this property? Because we, we shot a deer on the state land across the road, and and it ran over here, and we'd like to to get permission to go get it. And we're like, well, you obviously don't know where you're at because they own both sides of the road for the next four miles. And so they're like, oh, well, do you, do, do you know who owns the land? And we're like, yeah. And we're like, well, go up to the house and ask him. I'm sure he'll let you go get it. And so they left and went up the hill, and got to think about it. One of this dudes, ninety five years old, and we just set, sent two people who pretty much poached an animal up there. Like we probably better go up there, and we drove up there, and they never stopped. No, they never stopped talking land or nothing. They just left and boogied out of there it's
1: funny because i feel like there's more people like that than like you really think about i bet
0: there's so
3: much of that going on i mean there's what two or three game guys patrolling huge huge
1: districts. and it's like like, even with national forest stuff like rangers they're they're so understaffed i mean they it's i mean if it's an understaffed issue or whatever they can't cover as much ground as you really know
2: well even think about like Guys that get private permission, like think of probably the, some of the crazy stuff that happens on like some of these private ranches.
1: that, that like yeah. you know I have
2: zero access to especially state larger
1: size, like I mean if you're if you're hunting on a on a dude's section of you know a twelve hundred acres, is he eventually going to figure out if you did anything illegal? Probably. I feel like
2: I feel like I could make a five thousand dollar bet that there's some landowner in Montana. That sees like a 350 bull in his backyard every year and just goes
3: out and kills. I've heard kills that story it. so many times. Just, just old guys that don't even buy tags. They just,
2: yeah, and then just throw the horns in the garage. Yeah. And then, because like they're not going to be posting it on Facebook, no. <laughs> yeah. those old dudes. But yeah, we got a little bit away from the subject here. So I want to know what is your guys' viewpoint on this situation and put yourself in this person's shoes. What is going on in your head at this point, before and after? Obviously, the entire
0: world. I, I honestly think, and it, it might be a little harsh to somebody, but I think it's pure ignorance. I mean, if you go out hunting and you don't know what an animal is, you probably should not shoot it.
1: Especially that wasn't even like like if you, as have, a <laughs> if you don't have dog. If
0: you don't have a hundred percent certainty in what you're shooting, you should not be hunting.
1: Well, that's the thing though; is you never know because she might have, she might have thought she did, and. That just goes to show that people are a little more overly confident and in in hunting in Montana than they should
0: be. But I just it's one of those situations where, like, I don't know how you mistake those two things.
2: Well, and I I would put it in the same category as as people that they see a, a flash in the brush and they just shoot it. You know what I'm saying? That's why because
0: you can't wear red it, or blue during turkey season. Well, want to hear a
3: crazy story? My coworker told me. He said they were going in. I think it was him or somebody he knew was going in to hunt a spot. And the guy's coming out. And they're like, hey, did you get into anything? He's like, no, I did some sound shots. So, and, and they're like, what's that? And he's like, I just heard some stuff in the brush. So I took a few shots in there to see what it was, see if it'd run out. And they're like, okay.
1: Like, I'm glad you're out coming out and I'm not coming yeah, in with gl- you. There's I'm people glad out there that do stuff like I'm that. glad <laughs> I know what that is now. <laughs> if you
3: hear like, someone <laughs> talk about it, don't go hunting.
2: Oh, that's there. just Timmy doing some sound shots of the <laughs> Sound shots. <laughs>
3: it's like a desk pop.
2: <laughs> it's, it's almost That's it's honestly shit. kind of scary yeah. to think about yeah. as a hunter. I mean, like, see, if you know me, I'm a rule follower, you know, like to almost a point where it like annoys people. And so like this stuff doesn't make sense to me how it even happens. Just like when you see guys chasing like animals, antelope down with trucks and stuff like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't know how these people, you know, it's it's a lot of people that hunt two days a year.
1: Right, you know, I watched a video on on YouTube actually, like last week, that I don't think it was Montana. I can't remember if it was Idaho or Wyoming, but they do a, the FWP, the guys do a sting, where they go out to like a popular public land hunting spot for rifle season, and they'll they have like a, a euro or a shoulder mount bowl, and then they have like a basically a back quarter of an elk. That's done by a taxidermist, and they set it up in these brush piles and stuff, so it look make it look like a bull. And what they do is they would go sit out, and then they would put a dude in like camo and everything, and like, a bunch of dudes in these like trees and stuff, obviously out of like safe shooting area of that animal. And then they would leave rangers like a couple miles back, and they would basically sit there and they would wait for guys to come up over the hill on in illegal shooting light. And shoot at this elk that they see in the trees. It's they a do a that like
0: that. five miles down the road from where Yeah, we're Ramsey right. and I've okay. seen.
2: Uh, we were we were coming up this one spot one time, and Ramsey's like, "Oh, there's a deer on the edge of that field." And you pull up, and you're like, "That is not a deer." And it was a robo deer. They were out there doing the same thing because what yeah. they like they like to do more than the night thing is catching dudes shooting from the truck. From the window.
1: Oh, sure. Which, and they obviously, I mean, it was kind of like an episode of cops, but they for sure caught the dude because he walked down the hill and boom. And they are like, the guy got out, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like,
0: well, the, one of the, because we actually stopped and one of the FWP agents recognized dad. It was a guy he'd known from whatever years back. He's like, yeah, I wrote 11 tickets today. <laughs> and it was like eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
2: and a lot of them are for not wearing orange, too.
1: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people. I could there. see that because they're. I mean, tr- there. There's obviously truck hunters out there.
2: I will never understand why people just can't wear orange. Like personally, I get it in some points, but at the same time, it's like, can you not figure out how to be like hidden with without wearing just camo? I don't know. It's just you like have a thing rifle that can shoot
3: four or five. Yeah, it's just a commonly. thing.
1: It doesn't matter what color you
2: are. It's not like it's that no. uncomfortable. Like, really? I mean, if you wear, like, a...
1: Are you? Are any of you guys ever worried about wearing orange in rifle season? No. 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 I mean, really? I don't, I don't even
3: wear camo most of the time in rifle, because it... Riley's really a big shorts and cutoff. That guy. is not even remotely <laughs> true. As he wears... <laughs> as he's wearing shorts and a cutoff.
2: Well, I mean, there was one time in, like, we were playing football back in the day. We went hunting the next day, and I was wearing, like, shorts <laughs> and a cutoff, and I shot a deer. But, anymore,
0: it I... He was also wearing orange.
2: But I also, like... Was an orange cutoff? <laughs> no, that brings that brings up a good point because some people think that like wearing full camo and wearing orange is like like it's kind of taboo. I've I've gotten like, I've seen that before, but then I've seen like we're wearing jeans and like I there's I feel like there's different viewpoints on it. And for me, the reason I wear full camo, it breaks and your orange, body line. Not even that, dude.
3: I paid. So much goddamn yeah, money much for all money that. I and know it's guys like, that don't even wear camel and they kill as many animals oh, yeah. as anybody else. It's not... I don't know. I don't think it
2: matters. I literally just wear it because like, I spent all this money to wear warm clothes for hunting season. And I'm probably just going to wear what I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's,
1: it's look better, play better. It's always that. You know? Like
2: I would say, don't you think... So, do sometimes when you go fishing, do you wear some of your
1: hunting clothing
3: sometimes? Yeah, for warmth.
2: Yeah. Like if it's cold. That's where
1: I'm at too.
3: And, and I bought it to get bloody and dirty and so I'm going to wear it. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't spend all that money just to... I'm gonna go hunting jeans today. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I mean, I wear my jeans to
2: go go hang out. I've ever
1: actually seen Riley wear a pair of jeans before in my life.
2: I do wear jeans. Ramsey knows.
1: Do you wear jeans?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have anything else to say about this? uh, I we haven't voiced
1: everybody's opinion. Yeah, we
2: haven't
5: even really touched on it.
1: Yeah, let's see. What do you got, Chance?
5: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she was. We're still talking about the wolf. Yes. Yeah. The husky. Um. (laughs) You have to clarify. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so
2: we're, we're talking about Brutus uh, or Fergus. Fergus.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like she was just just didn't know because anyone who hunts would know, like as soon as you got out to it and started scanning it, that that's that's not a not a wolf. That's a that's somebody's dog. Because right. <laughs> if you look at the picture of it in the truck, it's like man, that's. Of, yeah, you know, all definitely a dog and everything.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you go through different stages of this whole thing where it could have been solved so many times, and you look at it like one a like you should be able to know the difference between different predatory animals if you're going to hunt predatory animals. Just like you should know the difference between a sow and a boar, or um, a wolf and a coyote. You black, know, like black all, bear and a grizzly. That's
1: why you take a test in the when you if you want to hunt. The biggest predatory animal in Montana. That's why you take a test to do it. Yeah, there's going to be a wolf test now. It's going to be a dog, like a chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) So then you get to another
2: point, which Chance made a good statement about. You're walking up to it, you see this deer or this deer, this dog sitting here. At that point, if you have the knowledge that you should have as a, a licensed Montana hunter, at that point you should know. Wow, we screwed up. I mean, at a minimum, go call it in and never post it on Facebook. But to get past that point of like safety to get to where you posted this like you're fully committed confidently posting this on Facebook like if, defending it you
0: were like I think her, and her well I'm gonna it. guess that if it is what Sean said and if it is considered feral it's probably considered a pest and she didn't get in trouble but anyway I,
2: probably but that doesn't
0: it doesn't make it better
2: that proves and shows that she does not have what it takes to hunt
1: by herself in my opinion so that was my question though like because what I learned Read about it being a feral dog or whatever. Is it illegal what she did?
0: Not if it is considered feral. I mean, is it? No, uh, probably not. I
1: seriously though, like that's it's it's really I don't
0: really. If know If it's someone's f- pet, hundred percent. Well, illegal. just like if a if a pig came up in the month. So look
1: at it as the FWP. Though, what do you do? Like seriously, what?
3: You can, uh, legally you can't do anything.
2: If I it think. was
1: somebody's, if it was collared and it was named freaking.
3: Somebody's dog, you know. They probably just go to the owners and be like, "Do you want to press charges?" I
2: don't think. Do you think? I don't think FWP would be involved. I think at that point, police officers would be involved if it was a
4: house
1: pet. Probably a sheriff
0: deputy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know. I've never run into that situation myself. (laughs) I don't think there's been a lot lot of the protocol. I mean, seriously though, if
1: you look at it, if you're responding, FWP game warden what do we, what is your what do you do like what is your first I'm probably laughing at your <laughs> first initial reaction well think
2: about it we go back to Facebook you, you know that there was FWP officials that watched it played out on Facebook the same day that we
1: absolutely did. so like what do
3: you do though Yeah, this might be wrong don't put any credibility on this but I think I heard by Missoula somewhere somebody was like cross country skiing in the hills with their like shepherd and the guy shot it thinking it was a wolf so we should look that up and see like what, what was the what happened yeah uh, that, yeah I don't know
1: That'd be a good comparison.
2: Well, that's like the guys that... You know, you've heard stories about guys over in like... Over by the Bozeman area that think they shoot cow elk and it ends up being a llama. <laughs> Have you heard about that?
1: Did you hear about the yeah. guy from Great Falls? That, no. That uh, went out hunting literally in the flats in Great Falls and shot a rancher's llama <laughs> thinking it was an elk because he was an Air Force guy that moved from wherever. Yeah. I've he heard. shot a people,
2: llama. I've heard people like hunting mule deer, shooting uh, actual mules. Like at that point for me, it's like, if I've had to spend my whole life running ethical, you know, being an ethical hunter and I had to learn, I mean, it takes time unless like, unless you're a person and we talked about this before. Ramsey and I, you know, our dad was a, a hunter, but he, he wasn't like what we do. You know, it was get the kids out on the weekend to go deer hunting. Like I didn't get super into this kind of what do we talk like?
1: Like this caliber, of you hunting.
2: know, like, where it's a lifestyle. Right. Until uh, I was 15, 16 years old. Um, at that point, it's a lot of work to to learn everything. And if you're especially if you've unless f- you know if you're a guy that just hunts elk, not as tough. But if you're a guy that hunts elk, deer, antelope, if you're a versatile hunter, it's waterfowl, a upland. Admittance. There is a lot to learn right. where it comes from. You know, skinning, cutting, shooting strategies to get on these animals. There's a lot to learn.
3: There's an entire regulations book a rules book and you got to know it. Front- so exactly. My thing is cover. with these
1: people though, they obviously have to, I mean, the predatory thing is a little bit of a, of a subject because it is not talked of really a, that much about in hunter safety. If you guys remember about <laughs> hunter safety, but these guys that are out shooting mules and llamas, how many pictures do you remember from your hunter safety class of seeing mule deer, whitetail elk and all this stuff? I mean, do you not recall any of that ever? I mean, they have, they have to. Well,
2: and I, I think that everyone in here, I can say, probably does a lot of time in the woods. Am I wrong? Am I right? You know, more than the normal person. And if you're out in the woods, you know what animals look like. Right. Like, there's no, you know, I know people that when they first started hunting, like, oh, <clears throat> like mixing up mule deer and elk. And I'm like, how? Like, how do you do that? I don't understand. Like, if you're out hunting and putting the time in and you know there there's so much more that goes into hunting than actually just killing shit and when you're doing that and you're seeing animals i'm sorry you can go on the worst piece of state land in montana and you can see animals i, I don't care who you, you are you can
1: see i mean there's a fucking moose running around billings right now so right. <laughs> and and so it's like you should be able to identify the animals you you're live shooting. in montana that's the that's so. the bare minimum of what I mean, you live in Montana. You see these animals all the time. It's not like you're you're going out and you see a gopher for the first time and you start taking pictures of it. Right. I mean, you see these four-legged animals, these game, big game animals everywhere.
0: So I did a little bit of research just now, looked up the post, whatever. <laughs> they found 19 dogs that were husky shepherd mix, and as of right now, she has not been charged with anything because she's claiming that she acted in self defense and it was growling and coming after her. I would so probably say would the you same
1: thing. Post that.
2: And and here's another question for everybody. Why would you say When you it? post this thing on Facebook and say I shot a wolf pup. Like isn't that kind of problematic as as well?
1: Why would yeah, you I shot a pup.
2: Like not even not even the dog thing but like claiming that you're like oh got a wolf pup today. Like I know.
1: If I shot if I shot at a wolf and it ended up being a wolf pup, I don't think I would No. T- post anything about it. Yeah.
0: I don't think there's any like rules against it, but yeah,
1: it's still it's no. Just no not, it's, like, it's like shooting. It's, it's like unethical. shooting
0: a bear. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can shoot a cub, but it's really frowned upon.
2: Yeah, I. I mean, I don't think you can. But
0: can you not? I, not in this. Sp- I might be I ignorant. Mean,
2: no, I, like a yearling cub is what you're yeah. talking. Like a small. Yeah, you can shoot that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Not like a, not not like an actual like, not like, like, like off a freshie.
0: <laughs> 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 not like one you could <laughs> cradle on your way home. No, I'd take it home before I shot it.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's just like a fawn, like you know.
1: So, like, would you guys say, like, I mean, have any of you guys in here, like, predator hunted before? Yeah. Yeah. So, would you say it's not, like, so much like you did a lot of research to find out, like, exact distinctions of species, I guess I should say. It's just kind of like a common knowledge that comes with what you do and what you've, like, built yourself into as an outdoorsman. It's like, you could look at that and be like, oh, you know, that wolf is obviously not a pup am I a fucking wolf biologist? No, I am not a wolf, but I can look at something and go, Oh, I bet you that bears probably a couple of years old because you know, it's fucking huge. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, realistically, that, that's why I was
3: expecting a picture of something that looked like a wolf. Like, okay, I could see what happened there. Right. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, what? That is so obvious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, throw everything I just said out the window about getting out there, seeing animals, whatever we live. It's 2022. If you're in this, you're probably watching videos on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram every single day about what this stuff looks like. Like I just don't I can't comprehend how this kind of stuff happens unless you're just out there shooting whatever that you That
1: just see. goes to show how like I mean under committed she I mean I that's that's the wrong term. I'm basically she strikes me as somebody that doesn't go out in the outdoors very much because like, a, like I was just saying... Is a guys,
2: shoot, she's a shooter, not
1: exactly. Hunter. So if you guys are out in the woods right now, and you look at certain animals, whether it's a mule deer buck or a doe or something, you kind of can make a good justification to yourself that that is a mature animal, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, realistically. Yeah. And that, that's I, not... I struggle
3: with it with bears. Bears is the only one that's like, I can't tell. Well, bears
1: is... I mean, size, obviously, yeah. which it could... I mean, size doesn't really determine age, but... I mean at the same time it's not like you guys sat down and completely did a test and studied notes on what a mature mule deer buck looks like. But yet it's just a feel. You still know. And it's like how do these people not make that justification?
0: Yeah. So kind of like a side thing here, she said she was hunting solo. Like if her husband is an experienced hunter, what do you think his reaction was when he like He
3: was like defending her and stuff. Was it he? he her boyfriend? And he's like I don't know. I, I guess I don't know the details, but I know they got, got defensive. That's like where the embarrassment comes in, on, in my opinion. Is like yeah. make, you made the mistake, like, except it, like oh, made this. It, yeah. yeah, but to like defend, God, it's like... such a huge mistake. Once own you own realize it's a like, dog, you should probably like be like, yeah, how would that.
1: you feel if you were her and you posted that and you like... You would obviously try and defend yourself a little bit, right? But then once, like, the tr- total once truth hit came out, dude, I would have had to own up to it. I would have,
2: you would have been so much better off being like, Wow, I messed up. God, how would that you was a, feel, like, though? I, I need to, like, the thing that I would like to see come out of this is like, don't strip her of her hunting rights, right? Maybe give her a suspension in, like a year or two, whatever. Teach this woman. I don't know if they can, though, like, I don't, name, know if they, it, like I don't think she did anything illegal yeah. if they were feral. I don't know, but like, it, something like, that would come of it would be like, Somehow give her some sort of like education on like don't just shoot shit. You know what I mean. Learn how to. get... That would be the only thing. That, okay, let's say she shot someone's dog. Let's put in that. If there was any charges pressed, would be like don't put her in jail. Don't whatever. Just give her education because mistakes do happen when you're when you're essentially ignorant.
3: You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everyone makes mistakes. But
2: I know that's been quite a. It's been a. Top headline for a couple weeks now. I feel like I and I thought, well, we got to touch on it a little bit. There's a lot more people bigger than us that have been talking about it. So I say, well, why not we talk about it when the boys come in? And you know, I hate to. There
3: is a little bit soft
2: spot on me that like kind of feels bad because oh, yeah. she probably feels like the like her world's coming.
3: And, and she was solo. So who who knows what the situation was? Why she shot it and why she did what she did? Why she thought what she thought? But. I think it's the aftermath like okay I realize I messed up own up to it apologize yeah I'm with
0: you I'm not so much like on what she did it's how she reacted after the Mm -hmm. fact that really rubbed me the wrong way
2: yeah and like I said she missed so many opportunities to like not put herself in this position just if she had been more educated and more like I don't know because I I feel like people are super trigger happy to throw stuff up on social media which I I mean we have to you know, talk about like we are too, just because we are a content driven business. And, but like it, you know, you get in the thing all the time where you're just like, am I doing this right?
0: Like, is this possible? Every time I cut a tag, I have to look at like three different phones to be like, okay, it's today. Yeah. yeah. The
3: whole time we were packing my bowl out, I was in my head like, did I do something that I shouldn't have? Like, am I, le- I signed in. Yes, I'm legal. Like, okay, I'm in the right unit. Like, the whole way out, I was just thinking
0: because the you know, the road. Oh, yeah. To we, you roll up. There's, well, there's you even, you even asked me because it was just a little bit of yeah. like, uh, like a little. Like, ache- hey, can you check on X? make sure, you know, this yeah, is what I go. thought go. it was. And it's like, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah. Your
3: yeah. says the same. Yeah. You're just constantly thinking that if you're like, oh, ethical I'm the same way.
0: Like, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. But, Okay. And I, I, yeah, I think that's what makes us, you know, that separates us from shooting huskies. Well, if anything's to <laughs> come
2: from this, and there's people listening to this right it's now, fine. Please, line, please, please know your target and beyond,
0: and and do your due diligence to know what it is that you're shooting.
2: And, and, and I will <laughs> say, of all the animals on the planet, would you guys agree that predator animals are probably the more
0: easier to dislike. the lax. No,
2: harder to. I would say,
3: yeah, dog like a, a Malamute. Or what? What are those big German Shepherd Husky breeds or whatever? Yeah, whatever. Is it a Malamute? Ones that look like a. Wolf?
1: I don't know how, they how they much you like can say that. I don't know how much I agree with that, Riley. Because in all reality, if I'm out, if we're out, any of us are out in the woods, and we see something big and black that looks like a dog, and we're you're you're gonna assume it's a wolf, right? Obviously, but, you know what a bear looks like. I feel like people, like you just said earlier, have a harder distinction of making what a mule deer and a Elk, well, clo- I, I mean, I really, me I mind. mean, I know, but I think that's a harder distinction to make for an unexpected. But also, look at
2: this though if you're hunting with the right people, let's say, <laughs> let's say the three of us are hunting right now, okay? We're not going to just say, oh, there's an animal, kill it. Like, <laughs> and first of all, unless we know
0: it's a coyote, <laughs>
2: okay? I mean, that's very distinct. We've seen enough coyote ki- regardless. Um, I thought it was a uh... no, I'm no, gonna... I just think that there comes a point of. Like, if you're being a successful hunter where you're actually not just bumping shit, you're, like, hunting and, like, let's say you're calling for predators. If something's coming in, you have all the time in the world. If you're sneaky enough, like, you're hidden like you're supposed to be. Like, even elk hunting. You're calling stuff in. Something's coming in. You should have the time to make the decision to be like, hey, that's what it is. And if we're the three of us, I, you'd be like, I, hey, hey, there's something. You know, there's I something agree
1: there. with what you're saying because in a predatorial hunting aspect, there can be some... Some challenges because it's not like you're just hunting wolves or bears. You could do coyotes, you could do foxes, which can bring up a huge, huge altercation. I mean, as as a hunter, because there's certain foxes in Montana that you can't kill. Right?
3: I've never heard that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I see I,
2: I personally there's things like I don't I don't go to hunt foxes, so no. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I guess I do agree like a with your, a badger, like,
0: I
1: do agree with you in that in that instance, though. I do.
0: Josh, it's blowing up over there. Oh, am I?
2: No, it's uh, we're getting feedback.
0: I oh, see. That's weird, because like even when Matt was telling me the last time we were on here, I don't hear it in my headset. That's weird. Well, anyways, yeah, I I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there, though, because it, it kind of just think of
2: how many hunting situations we're in, and something comes in, and we're like, we all are able to be like, all right, hey, check, this is coming in. Like, let's mm-hmm. like, we, we're able to talk about it. But it's
1: not. It's not like it, the the difference that makes a sufficient. Uh, outdoorsman is somebody that one can identify species in split second decisions, but also identify ethical shots at the same time, and yeah. that uh, that that's a whole nother can of worms that I mean, obviously we can't open right now, but I'm just saying. Well, like, yeah, and think about this, Sean. Like, there has to be a certain
2: mechanical thing in your brain. Where if you don't know what it is
3: and it doesn't seem right, don't shoot. I was gonna say split de- split second decision and species identification shouldn't be like shouldn't go hand in hand.
1: Should be a no shot. But Every it does. Yeah. But that's the thing is yeah. you gotta. I mean you gotta know that that more than likely happens. Like apparently with the sound check or whatever <laughs> so, the hell you said. So right. I,
0: I got another good one for you, here, Sean. So I was hunting with uh, with the old Arlo, right? And he was telling me a story. I said yeah, I was here. Oh, I think that's who told me the story, but uh, he's like, yeah, I was up here hunting one time and these two guys drove by and I could see some feet sticking out of the, the, the pickup. I pulled up next to him and they had two llamas in the back of their truck, <laughs> I think, and they were wearing orange and everything. And he's like, are they dead? Lumps? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh hey how's it going we're like oh we're having the best day it's our first time elk hunting we got two cows <laughs> and he just thought to himself he's like okay it's opening weekend there's a game check and and where near where he was hunting he's like he's like oh yeah that's awesome you guys should go take take that to the game check so they can get it on record <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. and so i'll show you where it's at <laughs> and uh he was gonna keep hunting and he's like I gotta see how this plays out. He fought them and they both got tickets. And they were like taking their guns to the truck and stuff. Those guys got, I guarantee you they got taken to the cleaners. But I just, yeah.
1: God, I mean, I just can't. Have you guys ever bared witness?
0: their neck? They're like mini giraffes. How do you mistake <laughs> that?
1: Have you guys ever bared witness to a game check where somebody was just getting just?
0: Oh yeah, tore up. I've seen a dude in handcuffs at a game check before.
5: I haven't even been to a game check in the past. Like five years.
2: It's weird. It's like they're almost like there's not as many as there used to be.
5: I, I remember when I was when I first started hunting, it was like a game check every time. You, okay. and I, I never had anything, but we still stopped because yeah. there yeah. usually one out where you go. No,
1: um, there's
2: one. I don't know. I, that's a good question. Uh, Matt would be. Matt has talked about them before um, in that area, but uh, I've never seen one um, myself. I we just I see them constantly because there's always one on the outside of the town I live in. Yeah. Always every single, that's one that's like religiously there. And I think it's because there's so much hunting that goes on from Billings to great falls that there's so many people coming through there. Whereas like where you would go hunting, it's not not as much of a high traffic area
1: and it's close to the reservation. That's what's crazy is because like when I, obviously when I still lived on the central West central part of the state, Every small town that you, because you obviously drive through small towns all the time when you're going to hunting areas, every single one of them had a game check on either end of of the little town.
3: I got a story me and my dad got. Um, Bad story of a game check. We're hunting this side of the state, and we're not super proud of the story, but it happened, so I'll tell it. Um, Deer hunting, last day of the season, snowy out. We had a few encounters, but nothing worth shooting, and end of the day, we're, we're driving out, and... Um, This was before Onyx. We had the big old red map, if you guys remember those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, so this is pretty much my fault, but I'm the one tracking the map as we're driving the road. And a nice, real solid mule deer runs out chasing a doe. And I'm looking at the map, I'm like, oh, he's on public. Perfect. So we get out, make a stalk. My dad shoots it, take care of him, get him to the truck. And this is like two hours before dark on the last day of the season. (laughs) And we're happy as can be driving out. We're almost out of the hills, probably another hour or so down the dirt road and there's a game check and he's just packing up like right at dark and he sees us and he's waves us down and we stop and he asked us where we were and we kind of showed him he's like yeah I kind of want to go back and take a look and just see the situation and we're like okay that's kind of ridiculous but we'll we'll show you drive an hour back to where we shot it show him the whole situation and he pulls up he has a GPS and he's like well you're close to the public but you're just off of it actually Again, my fault. I was tracking the map, and it's all by hand. Like, freaking had a sundial out and mm-hmm. stuff, trying to figure out where we were. No. But uh, anyway, so he's like, well, I got to take the deer and check with the landowner and see if he is okay with it. I'll give you it back. If not, then I got to confiscate. Mm-hmm. Next day, he called the landowner. He said, no, I outfit it, prosecute. Got to take it, took the deer away, and big lesson. I mean, it sucked. Yeah. But, no. I mean, now, ever since then, been so adamant about making sure i know where i'm at and that that's just kind of how it goes i mean it was just ignorance and obviously our fault but um that's why onyx is pretty cool i mean onyx sucks it's kind of ruined spots but
2: even though onyx is here it's still a borderline difficult thing to to make sure that you're in the right spots because i've we've got spots by us where state landlines are not correct on onyx they're not they're not correct and uh I mean, we all have situations like that. I feel like we're, what, once in our life, a are mistake. You, like, are you
3: saying based off of Onyx or off of the... Like they have an update. Like where like the, it needs updated, basically. But is that where like the fence line is now? Yeah. Because I think the fence line is probably wrong because Onyx is GPS. That's like, can't be off. Well, I think.
1: Our, our instance, like a big one that we have is uh, there's a 2nd of state land out towards Narnia that the railroad tracks cuts through it and you can't cross BNSF property. Like you can't, but Onyx shows it as solid light blue.
0: Like you can go right. Like yes. usually, there's an like an easement through it that says or there like should a, be an under- BNSF whatever ten feet on yeah. either right. side or
1: something. But it shows it solid light blue, so people think that they can just go up. And it, it the the thing is, is that fence that holds the barrier of the railroad is posted everywhere. Mm-hmm. No trespassing. But yet, guys still. Oh, yeah.
2: Sean and I I bugled in a dude a couple weeks ago.
3: Yeah. I guess I've always been curious about that. I said that confidently, but I think Onyx would be more accurate than a fence line because it's like, it's GPS.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean... Onyx is only, like, in legal terms, accurate up to 16 feet. Oh, okay. So, like obviously a satellite's not perfect.
1: But at the same
2: time... I wouldn't be worried about it in any means, but I would just... I, I think there's still... Don't hunt with 16
0: feet of a fence. Yeah, four <laughs> yards, I mean...
2: No, yeah. no, my, 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 my point of this conversation is public land hunting is tough, and it will never stop being tough. Mm-hmm. And for those reasons that people don't think about, that's it. We've yeah. dealt with this. I mean, how many years did we spend through early college, late high school, hunting every section of state land in this side of Montana? Mm-hmm. You know, it was tough. And it will never stop being tough.
1: Do you use Onyx? Jim?
5: I'm on it every day. Like th- that's like what I, what I do every day. Um, yeah, I use it all the time. I got like four different mapping systems on my phone. It's a t- it's a good tool. I yeah, mean, I, I use it for spotting stocks, uh, and it's it's increased my success.
2: Yeah. Well, I, and that's funny you bring that up because. Uh, a lot of people don't use it that way, and it's a smart way to use it. Yeah, on. you know that's I. That's how I shed hunt. Yeah, because I'll I'll get up as high as I can, and I'll literally just mark sheds all over the place, and I will use the topography to get me. You know, like once you get down below, everything looks different, but you can use the topography from the map to, yeah. to find what you were looking yeah. for.
3: It's so bittersweet. I found so many cool spots using Onyx. Like, oh, I didn't know I could get to that. And also lost so many spots that I was like, nobody will ever figure this one out. And Onyx is just that little tool that gets you the knowledge you need to figure out. You're like, oh, I got this spot. Five, five dudes show up. Yeah, that's happened so much in the last five years. It's ridiculous.
1: And is, how new is
3: Onyx? Is that five years? It's longer, but like it got popular probably in the last five.
1: Because now there's a ton of them. Like Go yeah. Hunt has their own. Who I mean, who else? I,
3: well, I, I would say that
2: if you're a, if you're a pretty religious hunter in the United States, like. Ninety-seven percent of all hunters have it on their phone now. I would say so. But we we interrupted you. Were you about to say something about Onyx?
5: I was just gonna say, uh, like when I do spot stocks, like if there's an antelope bedded or or something, I'll uh, I'll take my rangefinder and I'll range the antelope and then I'll do the line distance from me to the antelope, and it. uh I can I can pop right over the hill, right right on top of him.
3: Oh, like drop a pin where you, where he's at and use yes. that. That's smart. In, I in, that
5: instead of like oh I'm gonna go to the big sagebrush where he's at and then you get there and there's twenty other big sagebrushes. You can you can get it right down to the to the yard. Yeah, drop a pin where it, where yep. that range is yep. and then just stalk your way into that pin. Yep, that, that's actually the way I shot my mule deer this year. Um, because he was on on a, On a steep uh, cutout, and if I would have popped over twenty yards to the left, he would have seen me right away. But I popped over in the exact right spot that I needed to, and that's that's just where I use base mapping. Oh, that's good. That's super
4: smart.
2: That's actually a really good tool that a lot of people listening probably would never ever think about.
3: I haven't used that line distance. I've like tried like I'll sit there and look at it on Onyx on my phone and like look at the topography in front of me and try and pick where he's at and put a pin. Yeah, I've well, never thought to do the line distance with a range final. Right that's super smart. You can get
5: it to where if you point your phone to him. Yeah, it'll it'll point.
3: Yeah, that's what I do. And then try and like, okay, I, it looks like he's right here on the map. But I've never done like range him. Yeah, range him and it's smart. It's, yeah. it's really accurate. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good idea.
2: Where are we going to be in another 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> what tool is going to come out in 10 years? Uh, so yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up the, the whole shooting dogs thing. Don't do it. Get educated. Sorry to the lady. She's probably going through it. She'll be going through it for a long time, but she needs
3: to... Someone else will do something stupid. and it'll.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I've got one more... What time are we at? Oh, 45. Um, I got one more little current event that I want to talk about, and then we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we got two guys that are successful archery hunters in this room, and we'd like to... You know, we've heard enough about the B&B guys' stories. I think you could beat that horse dead... And uh, we're going to hear their stories from this year. But this first one, if I can get it pulled up here before we go to break. All right. So I saw this picture pop up. I want to say Saturday. If you have any info, and this is the Rack posting, if you have any info about this bull, contact this handle on Instagram. It's Grenda89. Um, This gentleman had his bull stolen out of the back of his pickup. And I wanted to bring that up on the podcast. Here here in Billings, right? In Billings, correct, yes. Um and I want to bring that up in here because obviously all of us could probably share some sort of emotion on what that would feel like. I mean Was it if,
1: was it just the the head stolen? Head and
0: it was cape. a head and cape, yeah. Oh wow. And all of his hunting stuff too, right? Yep, like five thousand dollars worth of stuff.
3: I think I watched, I'm a big I watched fan them. of those guys too. They have like they make cool YouTube videos. And oh they're really? Just like super successful hunters, and so I, yeah, we saw that. And we're like, oh, me and Jacob were in Idaho. We're like, oh man, that sucks. That's that one guy. Anyway.
2: Well, yeah, and it's like, as hunters in here, like, what are your guys' takes on that? Like, what would your feeling be if you walked out to your truck, and your bull's gone?
5: Oh, that'd suck. Um, that's that's like the worst nightmare. Uh, I remember when I had my bull in the back of my truck. I had to stop at the gas station. I was I was stressed out. Your bull from this year? Yeah. Oh
3: man. And I would have struggled to take my eyes off that
5: thing. And uh I remember I went back to go get a coffee and I look out the window and there's people walking towards it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get get this paid for and get out of here. And uh but yeah, I was I would never leave that thing without Balking it over
2: yeah and i remember the guy saying and, and what i believe like in the article was about like you know it was it was a big bull 350 uh, ish area um and it had the cape on and everything and he's like well i thought it was so heavy that no one would and and my first initial thought was like man i don't leave i would never leave horns man even if there was like a, a your buddy's dinky little buck or something like that people steal horns
3: like yeah. crazy my bowl this year, obviously, was nowhere near the caliber of that thing. But we were coming back in in the dark, and we were getting gas, and I told Jesse, my girlfriend, I was like, "You stay in the truck and watch." I'm like, "I got to go to the bathroom." And then, um, like, yeah, I was just like so paranoid somebody was going to take it. And again, that was a tiny bowl, so something like that is just oh yeah heartbreaking. No,
2: and it's like I'm in the same way. Like I I shot a tiny bowl this year too, and we were at the we were taken in to get the sausage made out of the one quarter, and it was the the head was on the back of the pickup and it was sitting on the um, what do you call it the fuel tank of the truck on the auxiliary fuel tank and i was tripping on that bull the whole time cuz i was just like cuz think of the memories lost the effort the you know it doesn't even go like take the whole thing out the window about like just having this right here who gives a shit about that what i care about right yeah this bull mount here uh, who gives a shit about having it on the wall i care about like man that <laughs> those horns mean something to the effort I put into that and the memories and like, uh,
3: I just, it would be, I would be devastated.
0: Yeah. I just, Does
3: anyone know if they found it? Or I, don't, no, I don't I don't think so. so. I don't think they ever will.
0: Yeah. I don't. So would
3: you come forward? <laughs> oh, if like, if you're the one. To yeah. That, no. And you know what? You'd hope it wasn't some other hunter. Like as a hunter, you know how hard it is to kill an elk, especially a bull like that. And with a bow, like that's just like, that takes a lot of effort, and I would hope no other hunter is gonna go snag that. And like, what are you gonna go put it on your wall and be like, "Yeah, this is my bull." Yeah, I don't know what you All do right. with it. It's gotta just be some like just low life that just saw it. And was like, because
4: oh. it's
2: not like bulls aren't like like if you think about it, like an like a bull set of horns is very distinguishable. You can you, I don't care if there's I mean, how many bulls do we think are in the state right now? A number that I don't even can't even comprehend. Every one of those is unique and has yeah. different things uh like you were showing us your bull yep. at the beginning like you're able to track him from a couple years ago yeah s- looking at the horns difference you don't think this dude's bull that's in someone's house right now someone couldn't be like hey, that's that bull. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Like right. they can't display it. Somebody'll know eventually. It's oh.
1: like its own like DNA footprint.
3: You might as well go throw. You might as well go
1: throw it in the ditch. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously,
3: that was a cool thing too. How many people like were sharing it and like posting it? Like the whole hunting community and people that don't hunt. I saw posting it. Like this is crazy. What yeah, it makes you it do feel do? good. Yeah,
2: you know. No, I mean, I'm sure. That, I'm sure that guy's still like devastated. But. Oh yeah. Oh,
1: you'd have to be. I mean, that.
3: I think he said it was his biggest bull. It that was a giant. Yeah. Which again doesn't matter. It's the the effort. Like you, you know, at the
1: at the end of the day, though, it's like why couldn't you i get i get the fact that it's it's parent you get paranoid leaving something but it's it's like at the end of the day it's my property why can not i leave it where i want it without people taking it
0: you know i
2: know but that's the take the hunting out of it i mean you leave ram ramsey left uh tell you about your your truck story back in high school
0: oh yeah so i for some reason i don't remember why i had a my dad's propane you know like torpedo heater a mister buddy
2: heater for the Garage. It was
0: in my pickup and you won't believe this, but I never used to lock my pickup. I literally never locked my pickup and they stole that torpedo heater. They stole, which I'm now thinking, I think my hunting backpack was in there cause I'd never been able to find that one backpack. Huh. I think that my hunting backpack was in there and my school backpack.
2: No, the school backpack got stolen when the house got broke into.
0: Nope. Nope. Different one? Nope. That was the same. And I didn't even realize because my dad always left an hour before I got up for school, whatever. I was like, oh, he probably saw it in there and was pissed and put it back. And I'm driving. So I used to leave my school backpack just in the back of my pickup. I never put it inside. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so did I. That's funny.
0: And uh, I'm driving down the road... And I see fucking school books all over the road. And I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, hey, I have that book. And. You didn't pick one of them up, did you? No. And I went back and and parked at school and, you know, I was talking to Garrett, whatever. And I get out and I went to reach for my backpack and I'm like, no fucking way. Like someone stole all that shit out of my truck. Ever since then, lock my truck, no matter what that's why it's annoying that I locked my truck because someone stole shit out of it.
1: Well, that, yeah. I had the same thing. I mean, I had all my, literally I had a $1,200 in fly fishing gear in the, in the backseat of my truck and somebody broke into it at my parents' house, stole everything. I had a, I had a custom fly rod, stole it. Uh, my vest, I had four tackle boxes in there that were designated flies. Stole all that. They stole my waders. They stole my fly boots.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't trust any of that. Oh. And I and I think that more than anything, horns are more of a like come yeah. come take me. I'm right?
3: sure this guy's heard this a million times, probably tired of it. But if it were me and I was staying at a hotel, like I would for sure throw a garbage bag over
0: the well, cape and, and bring it in. And from you. my understanding, he was only there for like three hours. Really?
2: Yeah, he probably was like
0: Packed it out. Was beat. Well, wanted to get I some think rats. he's from. I think but, he's from Idaho. But what know. do you do though?
3: Do you carry the? You carry the into the hotel? I wouldn't even carry They'd be like, you can't bring that. I'd be like, I'm bringing this in here.
4: You can or or I or I'd try I'll to bring to put it in, it in my truck. <laughs> Just charge and, at them with it.
0: And almost anymore, like I just put, I just take everything inside. Yeah, because if they want bolt. what's in your vehicle bad enough, they're just going to break your window out. Yeah. yeah a
1: 350 bull, you know. yeah, you're not putting that in, the, cab of your fit truck. in cab of the truck.
0: You just I bring it in the, top it room, like, the hotel room, like put it in the
2: lobby. I'm just going to leave
1: this
3: here. Can, <laughs> can you watch it for me? Can you keep this behind the desk?
0: Do you have yeah. trash bags? I don't know. I'm such a
2: weird, floor. I'm a weird duck though, man. Like I, the opportunities I've had on like that caliber of a bull, like I would, I would literally just be like laying with it all night long.
5: <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking I'd be curled up using the cape as a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be in the back. Yeah. back
2: say, hey, where's Chance at? Oh, he's just sleeping with his bull. He's, he's good. Like oh, yeah, me. sleep that in the bowl, I'd probably sleep up. with it,
4: too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up with you guys to see what you guys thought and what you would have done in that situation. Just man, I hope that guy man. finds it. Yeah, I, I, I do, do too. But,
1: so. I mean, like at the end of the day, like Josh said, what fucking scumbag? is a fucking meth head or something oh, that's sure. at a crack house that he's just got a fucking elk head laying. I mean, all, his all, all he's like seen is dollar signs. His <laughs> I all,
0: know. all he's seen is dollar signs. I mean, you
5: probably get what we yeah, You could about get a it, lot four, of money probably for 400, that. 400, 500 bucks for all something can, like that. You could probably get more for a bowl of that caliber. It, yeah. I'd say probably in the, A thousand at least, but
3: I'm sure all those guys do that for a living. They're probably looking for that bull, like waiting for somebody to offer them. Like, want to buy this? It's like kind of one of those situations
2: where, like, pawn pawn stores wait for like that one lawnmower to come through after they. You would
1: know about pawn stores, wouldn't you? (laughs) Pond (laughs) store, Pond
2: store. But yeah, so I think another lesson learned. Two lessons learned tonight. Don't shoot dogs. Don't steal shit. Don't steal shit. Snuggle with your bull. Actually, the lesson was probably don't leave your bowl in the back of your pickup but sorry for this gentleman i really hope he gets some sort of closure because that's kind of like one of those it's like a cold case man you'll never know you will always be thinking like where'd my horns go you know like
1: who's looking at my horns right now yeah
2: so we're gonna go take a quick break and we get back we got two stories to hear from um of these wonderful guests of ours to tell us about their successful
1: hunts this year so we will be right
0: back Sean, I had to laugh the other day. Do you remember that time that Matt sunk his pickup in the creek? Oh, I absolutely do. That was just a nightmare. Yeah, that really sucked, and I was the one that ended up cleaning it up. You know, do you know anybody that could take care of that for me next time?
1: You know, believe it or not, uh, the guys down at Yellowstone Detailing here in Billings, Montana, they could take care of that real quick for you. Um, Anything from cars to trucks, anything that really goes down the highway, whether you're putting it in the water, putting it in the trees for a good weekend with the family, they could easily clean that up for you and get you right back out where you want to be. And and
0: how would I get a hold of these guys?
1: Uh, you can actually get a hold of the guys down at Yellowstone Detailing at 406-861-9553. Sweet.
2: Okay, welcome back. I'm going to let you two decide who wants to go first. We would just love to hear about... You both were successful. Public Land, Hunter. Mm-hmm. And a giant bull hunter over here. Um, we'd just like to know... Tell us your stories. Who wants to go first?
3: You want me to go? We should yeah, finish it, it. it off with the, <laughs> the king of bulls. <laughs> um. So just tell the story. Like, Well, let's um,
1: let's oh, first of all... Come on. She's been on the podcast a few times. Come on, I know. I'm getting him too much credit. Where's the dream? <laughs> <laughs> come on. It's like, a, it's like a TV drama. I guess where I wanted to get with
2: having you guys on tonight was for the last four weeks, it's been us telling our stories from the weekend before <laughs>
1: okay.
2: and kind of like hearing about how we're going about our strategies, whether they're on their place, I'm on my place, or we're on another public land together, whatever we're doing. What led you to getting to this spot and what have you done i mean we haven't heard talk to you since antelope season started for archery yeah
3: so i'll just give a recap of my hunting season i started archery hunting for antelope august and it sucked no water no antelope tried some new spots found some antelope ended up missing three different bucks lost all three arrows heartbroken beat up wanted to sell my bow um, so I gave up on antelope, started uh, elk season, and as you know, our good spot over in western Montana is no longer publicly accessible.
2: That's like an end of an era. Like, yeah. Like, really, almost like... As that someone, was like
3: 10 years of hunting of just, like, some of the coolest stories, like, bulls and, that and we... And you've
2: eat. got to share it with, like, your, like, closest friends. Yeah, my and, dad
3: had a heart attack in there, like...
2: Yeah, it's, it's uh for me, I was kind of
3: sad, and I've only hunted yeah. it once. Yeah, it's just, like, a nostalgic place, so... Huge bummer. Me and Jacob are real bummed about it, but had to keep a good attitude and find somewhere else to go. So a couple weekends ago, picked a spot that I've hunted in the past that I know has elk. It's not that great, but they're in there. So I took my girlfriend with me. Um, She's hunted in the past, but hasn't done a lot of archery. Took her with, gave her a hoochie mama, showed her how to use it, and uh, was just going to have her call for me for the weekend. Uh, Went out super rainy. Spent most of the weekend at the hot springs while it rained finally got a little break in the rain went out found a herd of probably 50 60 elk with a couple bulls and um got in on them in the evening and jesse my girlfriend ended up calling a bull into like super close It's sage country like (laughs) few few trees here and there but it's mostly rolling sage country and we got in close and she called called one in close um just couldn't get a shot it's tough in that open country um, but cool experience. She's never really been into uh, bugling bulls, so I look back, and her eyes are like huge. Like
2: yeah, what huge. was her after the at the end of this experience? What was her take on it? Like, oh, it, she
3: she loved it. Like, yeah, she was so. Did happy. She have any
2: interest in like doing it herself? Yeah, now? she
3: has a bow. She just didn't shoot it enough this year to feel confident to go shoot an elk. So maybe next, next year she will. Next year's her turn. So I'm excited for that. But anyways, yeah, first evening had that encounter, super cool. They're screaming, and actually on our way out, we had wolves howling at us out in the open sage country, nowhere near the mountains. So that was a little eerie, but might've been huskies. I
4: I was going to say, was it a, (laughs) sure it was a, it was
3: dark. I don't know. We just shot it and just to be safe. (laughs) No, we didn't do that. But anyways, went back in there the next morning, um, found a few different herds of elk in there, but they were kind of a skirt in public and didn't want to mess with them and getting ready to leave um, this spot and probably just head home is kind of, A warm day and i was kind of just over it archery wise and happened to spot a bull right in the middle of public probably almost two miles away uh feeding in a little patch of trees and watched him go bed so it's like well give it one last try before the end of the season and uh go after him so convinced her to do the mile and a half trek or two mile trek across the sage flat got over worked up the hill um get the wind right i set her in a little patch of trees out of sight and i worked up about 50 yards picked a spot got my ranges and gave her the signal to start calling and i think she sat there and chirped on that hoochie mama for two or three minutes and the spot where i thought this bull bedded was within 50 to 100 yards so i was like okay he's not coming he's moved on or i'm gonna have to do spot and stock so literally unhook my uh, release from my d loop And I'm getting ready to pull the arrow and I hear something. I look up and I just see antlers like out in the open, running over the hill, probably a hundred yards full speed. Like, holy cow, here he comes. So I knock my release back onto my D loop. And by the time I do that and look up, he's 30 yards and he's still full sprint. So there's probably one little juniper he has, has between me and him. And as soon as he went behind that, I just drew super quick and he jump stopped. He caught me. And I can see him behind this juniper kind of just looking around. He didn't see me, but he just saw the movement, and he's looking for it. So I'm at full draw, and it was probably two or three minutes goes by, and Jesse can't see him, so she doesn't even know he's there. And she doesn't call, and I'm just like, come on, Jesse. Chirp one time, and it might have been 30 seconds, but it felt like five minutes. And she chirps, and he kind of perks up, looks where it came from, and starts walking. Gets out from behind the tree, and he's at 20 yards. I'd range that tree before. And I'm about to chirp and stop him and nice broad sh- broadside shot and he turns and he's walking directly at me, like looking me in the eyes. And man, that's, I've never experienced that before. I've had elk close, but I've never had one looking me in the eyes that close and mm. took everything I had to not shoot because I had like a decent quartering to me shot. But I was like, I know that's a low percentage shot. So I just held and held and held and was expecting him to turn towards Jesse because she's to my left kind of but he doesn't. He just keeps walking right at me and he gets to 14 yards and I was like, okay, I know these frontal shots are deadly and I put it right where I wanted to, let it go and immediately saw the fletchings disappear and blood just pumping out as he turns and he uh, cruised up the hill. like cow called and stopped him, but I didn't have a shot and I just walked him, watched him walk over the hill and that was that. went and sat with Jesse for an hour and a half. She helped calm me down because I was shaking, but um, we were going to well, we we're going to give him an hour and a half and I think we sat there for probably 30, 40 minutes and it started raining. so I was like, well, I don't want to lose blood. So let's go start tracking him. And you guys know that feeling. You've all been there when you go to start tracking a bowl, even though you feel a hundred percent about the shot, it doesn't matter. Um, there's always that thought in the back of your mind that something happened, he's going to be gone. So start tracking him. It's just like the easiest blood trail I've ever followed, like blood everywhere for the first 30, 40 yards. And then it just dried up. Nothing. That's when that sinking feeling hit. Like we're not going to find this thing. Here we go. Cause I've had that happen so many times and walked around the next tree, took a peek and there he was laying there. So pretty cool story. Um, Awesome experience. Having Jesse there with me, especially that's like her first successful archery hunt. I think that she's been a part of having there and having her there. And the fact she called it in was just so cool. And then, Getting you guys up there to help pack him out. It was just like I was on cloud nine that day. That yeah, was so fun. That was
2: a fun spot. That was yeah. I mean, we walked in to come help you and there was uh, antelope and mule deer and elk still in there. I mean, shoot, yeah. if Ramsey would have had the right tag, he could have shot his elk up there too. <laughs> but uh no, I was I was so happy for you when I got that message. I was like, Man, I know this dude was down about his other his good spot being gone. And uh just hard work, man. You put you put in the work to to go find them, and you you sure did. That was yeah.
1: that was a funny day because Ramsey and I were, we were actually done archery hunting that day because there was we did we just didn't I mean we had a, f- a couple times where we had a decent chance on elk that weekend. I mean uh, he, we saw one in the state land, made a stock on it, didn't work out. He houdini'd, and then another one where Ramsey just grabbed his camera. And got out of the ranger and I was like, I guess I'm shooting. And so I grabbed my bow and I took off after him or whatever. And so we, you know, we had a little bit of heartbreak, even though there was really never a situation that anything crazy could have happened. Um, And then we're sitting up there and we were actually glassing for antelope for the next weekend because it opened and we were just glassing antelope and talking to the landowner and stuff. And I could hear Ramsey's phone going off in, in the ranger and I'm, I told him, I was like, hey, your phone's ringing. And he's like, yeah, whatever. It's probably Riley.
2: <laughs> that's, that's it couldn't be any more further from her. That's the
1: truth. Yeah. That is the truth. And, and I'm, I had my <laughs> Every phone. Every day of my life. I had my phone in my pants. And, of course, it's on silent. So I just feel something vibrating. And I'm like, what the hell? And I, like, answer it. And it's like, hey, Josh shot a bull. And he needs help packing it out. And I was like, oh holy shit. And so I was like, hey, Ramsey, Josh shot a bull. And he's like, all right, well, we got to go. <laughs> 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 fucking, we, you know, we chatted for a little bit. You know, you guys know the landowner out there and he's a uh, chatterbox. Knows yeah, his he's way a around a conversation. Yeah. And so we, uh, we chatted with him for, 10 more minutes and then we took off But
3: I was so happy you guys came out I did not expect that on a Sunday afternoon everyone has to work the next day ah, we do that every day oh, every was, time actually it it's awesome.
2: funny Jacob was messaging us you know and I were <laughs> messaging I, me today and he's like hey if I shoot a bull this weekend you come help me I was like <laughs> yep and I was like knowing you and it'll be in the worst I said yep. just don't take it anywhere I'm gonna have a cardiac event <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know where he's hunting this weekend and it's not fun to get in or out of <laughs> <laughs> I should have not confirmed that one <laughs> just, you might be sick this weekend I don't know <laughs> I'm not hunting this weekend.
2: For the first time, actually, that's a lie. That weekend that they were out, I was being a bum. It was, it
0: was that weekend.
2: The jaw shot
0: is. Yeah, yeah. I was. So I you was, weren't a total bum.
2: I was. Uh, that you helped me out of being a lazy bastard that whole week. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: you know it's funny though, like, because I took, you know, I didn't really hurry that much until I got back to the house. He's like. God damn it, Ramsey, you took the line. They're going to be done by the time we get there. And the whole time I'm like driving the speed limit. I mean, we got there an hour and a half probably. I
2: could not believe we pull in. And they're literally walking around the corner. I was like, yeah, that, was that was perfect. That was cool.
0: I the guy what, literally had shut the truck off and you walked around the corner 30 seconds later.
1: Riley, I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the first time that that pickup has done Mach 1 to, white, to that area before. I,
2: yeah, we've never told the story on here about how Ramsey forgot all of his camo last archery season
0: after he got to the mountains. way okay, home. Okay. I let him borrow my pickup no, no. one time. No, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain myself here. We actually pulled a here. camper
1: with your pickup.
0: My truck broke on the drive home and I was very flustered because my pickup was broke and I had to borrow your pickup and I hate borrowing other people's stuff and I was already flustered I set my bag by the door and I didn't grab it when I got your all hooked up to the camper
1: but it ended up being a good experience which we have talked about on the podcast
0: yeah
3: but anyways and I've uh, uh just a little side note. I've always been questionable about those frontal shots. I'm a believer. That oh, yeah. Arrow, and I've told you this. Every video I ever watched, put it just above like where the color changes on their mane, like six or seven inches, and just off his of center. I mean, it was quartered, just a hair, but it went in, and I almost cut my hand, my arm, like while I was scanning him. It came out by his hind quarter, like it didn't pierce the hide somehow, but it was out of his cavity.
2: Well, that's how I shot my antelope too it went through, went through it went through the it went through the one lung and then every single organ all the way and stuck in his pelvis yeah they're not go if you do that they're not
3: going anywhere
2: i think my favorite thing josh is like those i would know i will not stop shooting those broadheads like you got me on those years ago it's and it's
3: good it's a deadly combo
2: i wish they had a little bit larger cutting diameter mm. but they're deadly yeah.
1: oh they really are really
2: yeah yeah i mean like Three, three times, three times this year. I mean, they were successful.
3: I've never shot a better fixed blade. There's some expandables that probably do more damage, but those are just like hit or miss.
2: Why do you opinion. not? Why do you not shoot uh, mechanicals?
3: Just, I've just heard too many horror stories of hitting bone and not going through, and like no penetration.
5: Do you shoot mechanicals? I, I shoot fixed, and it's because I had a bad experience with a mechanical.
1: See, I've, you know, you're not the first person I've ever actually, I've heard that. I've heard that from several guys that they, they thought that mechanical was like a a viable option and they wanted to try it, but they've never had good experience. Well, I
2: remember when Rage came out and it was like, it was just the most popular, like oh, I went and got some myself and at once you do it and do it more and more, like personally, I don't even care about like, like I'm I've never had a personal situation like that. Right. Um, where I had a problem, but I would like the comfortability of knowing that every time I shoot my fixed broadhead, it's got cutting diameter, like it's going to cut. Yeah.
3: No, I've seen some scenarios or some pictures, whatever videos where it's like, oh my gosh, they shot it with an expandable. It's like mind blowing the hole and the blood trail. And it's like those things work. So, what
1: right? are like, do you, what do you guys like? What are the benefits of mechanical? Have you, like, have you heard?
5: Just better cut, Just, bigger cutting diameter, I think. I don't know, it's like accuracy. Uh, that they, they fly like field points. <laughs> At longer ranges, that too. Yeah. So at like a long range, they're better. What broadheads do you use? I use the Muzzy Trail Cars.
4: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, a that's boy. so
0: funny. That's dude. three
5: with trail cars. That's funny. <laughs> wow. The, I, that's, that's all I use. Uh, I've got like fifty of them just for practice heads. Well, you and know, know crazy? Crazy. Just Sorry, like your field sorry. How yeah, many do yeah. you have? Like they're all over my truck. I got them. Like, like they're in boxes, obviously. You know how but much right. money don't that, sit that is. Truck. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's it's lot like eight hundred bucks. <laughs>
4: yeah, seriously,
5: but, uh, but it, that's over seven years of right, right. Yeah, uh, they're harder to get now, though. Yeah, I know. Right. I've been to Shields and they don't. Sometimes they don't Cabela's them. has them. Cabela's Amazon has them. has them too. Well, I yeah. went. I went to Cabela's um, two days before I shot my bull, and they didn't have them. So I went to Shields, and
0: that's because cool. I bought them all.
5: <laughs> Dang it, it Ramsey. Uh, You're
2: like the toilet
0: people people. people just hey, like, you ever
2: bought those, cool. um, those... Those
0: two packs and I bought them both.
2: They have those fix kits with blades, extra blades and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I couldn't find one in the whole city because I shot my antelope and it only dinged up like two blades. I was like, I'm going to reuse this. Went to went to Shields and like on the bottom rack in a corner, I found it like someone had dropped it there. Like it was like the only one in the yeah. city. Okay, so
1: I have heard from forums online that you can resharpen muzzy's blades is that a thing yeah.
2: you can resharpen yeah. almost every blade yeah. i think you guys
0: agree with like that? those g5s that i used to shoot like the one that i had yeah. i used to sh- if i shot them and hit something like a tree or whatever i just sit there and sharpen them but those yeah. stroke
3: cars though they have like a twist to them so they spin in the air which maybe all broadheads do i don't know but is that why they're notched on the razor blade it could be, but I know they have like a little spin to them, so they spin with your, your fletching. Well, yeah, so, that so
0: might they're not hard. like this. They're like this. Yeah. How could but you, you match like, that? Yeah. If
3: you're like sharpening them, it probably messes with that it a little probably bit. But I don't it's
2: know.
0: almost like a rifle. But I couldn't
2: sharpen them because like they, they had hit stuff and they had like actual whoops in them. So I just replaced <laughs> the blades and I, I don't know if that's the one I shot my bull with, but... It's either. No, like I don't quiver. think you've messed
0: with that at all. It stood out at camp, isn't it?
2: And then the one I shot my bull with, I didn't have one ding in the... in the. It was I clean passed through, and the, the yeah, arrow... There was a like,
0: little bend in one of the blades. It was that crazy. Was it.
2: That's a, that's why I'm like, I would shoot these arrow, these broadheads every time.
0: Oh, they're such good broadheads. Sp- especially
3: paired with the FMJ. Like They just punch you.
1: Yeah, what arrows do you use? I use the Easton
5: Axis. Oh, yeah. That yeah. A that a boy.
3: Dude, I can't believe anyone uses anything but Easton.
2: Like, it's they're so good. Gosh, I've just a bunch of dudes living similar lives in
0: different
1: Josh, worlds. Josh, do you shoot full metal jacket too? I do. yeah. That's where Riley got it from, isn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. I <sighs> well, I, used to
4: I shoot honestly, axes. like,
0: I wasn't even, when I went in and got my bow built, I wasn't even going to be like, yeah, I want this or yeah, I want this. Like, I talked to the guy and he's like, for what you're doing for your jaw length and your poundage. He's like, I don't want you to shoot a full metal jacket.
3: You don't need to with the power
2: you have. He's like, like, How
0: are you having he's like shoot bow? the axes. He's like, they're a little bit cheaper. Well shit, his but new, he
2: shoots seventy five grain inserts.
0: His too. new
1: fucking bow shoots like three hundred and fifty feet per second.
5: Have you shot with me yet? A bow fast, is fast. Fast. <laughs>
1: what what kind of bow do you shoot?
5: I shoot the Matthews halon. It's it's I think it's from two thousand seventeen. It's a little older, but yeah. lots of
2: Matthews so fans. I, I shoot Ramsey's the, the John's you know a white guy. Josh is a white guy.
5: Yeah. Oh,
1: you fuckers. I shoot a triax. Yeah, that's a good bow. They're
2: and pretty similar, aren't they? Yeah, uh, Lana and a Triax. Hey, though. Hey, Lana. I know.
0: Riley shoots new bows. No, no Riley uses throwing knives. Riley shoots some new bows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad. Riley and a BMW. I made the, <laughs>
1: Riley and I made the decision this year because this is a true story about this freaking Hoyt suck up over here on my right. We went to we went to Superior with. Ramsey, when he was like, "I need a new bow," because he was drawing a bow that was two inches too yeah, short. dude, for Ramsey him. was literally like, he'd draw back and he'd
0: be like, <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> no, and, like, "Literally, I'd pull back and it'd stop right here, and I'd have to bring this thing
1: in." And so we went with him to buy a new bow, and I, th- he obviously picked the two that he wanted, and he went into the room where I think they do paper tuning. In that room, right? A little bit. Yeah, that's what that's for. Yeah. And they he went in there and he had both the we had the v- V3X like, and the, the Hoyt whatever the freaking dumb Hoyt new bow is. And he literally shot that Matthews first and he 12 put, times. No, he Yo. put the arrow three shots. That was it. And then he grabbed that Hoyt and he shot it probably 20 times. And Riley and I are sitting out there looking at uh, the... We were sitting there looking at calls and I I remember mentioning the comments earlier I went, you do realize he's had this Hoyt in his hand for like 15 minutes. It was more
0: comfortable in my he's hand. Not, well, uh, I respect
2: that.
3: He's that's, not. that's exactly how I ended up with the Hoyt was that superior. I shot like three different bows in the Hoyt. I was like, I, that's the one.
0: And I'll tell you the other thing about it. The Matthews only went to 32. I am 32. The high line goes to 34 and a half. So if for some reason I needed that extra half inch with the Matthews, I didn't have it with the Hoyt. I did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all, extra, we all need that.
2: Extra well, that is half funny. Half. Cause we were talking about how Sean and I were going to pre-order new bows this year. Yeah. And then every animal I shot this year went like 20 feet and died. So I'm pretty sure I'm just going to keep my VXR.
1: Oh, and I need to kill something with that new bow before I, I can't, you can't, you can't just buy a bow practice with it and not kill something with it. <laughs> I did that with
2: my, my Creed. That
0: with my Hoyt. My first white. I can't, you can't. I just, I can't do it. I you that. think Sven's going to get it done with that white? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Do you have anything else on
3: your story, Josh? No, I just want to hear the story. On
2: yeah, we're, we're all kind of like chomping at the bit. There's a, I would say yours was one of the first bowls I saw shot this year. It was shot during kind of the heat wave, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, it was opening weekend. Um, and uh, I don't know, just an uh, an awesome bull from pictures. We we've been waiting to hear the story, so we're gonna give chances uh, time. Why don't you? I mean, like, what went into your season? How much preparedness did you have, and and what give led us up to everything.
5: the moment? Just
1: give us everything leading up to it.
5: So I I knew that the bull was probably gonna be out there. So I I just I worked so hard to um with my scouting. I had I got eleven cameras set up. That I was just checking myself. So. Each time I go out there, it'd be at least 17 miles to check these cameras. And, uh, so you having to walk everywhere then? Everywhere. Cause I couldn't drive these roads. And, uh, I remember I took my dog with me and that was the last time I took her cause she couldn't keep up. Like she got tired cause it got so hot. And, uh, is this like summer preseason? Yeah. Summertime. This, this is, this is in June, late June. And, uh, so I got my camera set up and I went and checked them each time and I I finally seen the bull in July. I was actually just walking into a new spot that I hadn't been to yet and I happened to look up and 60 yards away this thing is just laying there bedded. And my heart about jumped about jumped out of my chest cuz I mean this thing is I thought it was a bush at first <laughs> and then I had I had I just backed out of there and Took some videos and ever since then I knew that that was the one. And um, so your first experience with this bolt was with your naked eye versus your camera. Naked eye, yep. Wow, that's
0: that's that's some uncommon. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is
2: very uncommon. So it was way more cool for you to pick him up. I'm assuming you got him on your trail cam that too. Yeah.
5: Yep. So uh, I looped way out of there and and uh, went back out there a few weeks later. And at that at that point it was hot out. It was, like, way hot, and I was going so far back there that I was having to drink the water from the nasty stock tank. <laughs> like, like I, I was filling up my water bottle, and this frog comes up next to a dead bird, and I was just like, I'm probably going to get sick. <laughs> like, what am I doing <laughs> and <right> then now? <laughs> I ended up drinking, like, two gallons each time and never got sick, but, yeah, when I, when I went to fill my water bottle and there's... Just dead stuff, and dude, you, get you this, gotta get into
0: this. Get this, dude. A life straw. You need a
5: life straw, my guy. <laughs> well, I, was, I had a filter, but but it was the water does not taste good. I can imagine it tastes like. I remember I, I was trying to Google it out there if I was gonna die because <laughs> <laughs> the water tasted like blood. Like it really, tastes, yeah. A super irony, I'm sure that area. That's what I'm thinking from them rusty pipes, but <laughs> but uh. <laughs>
1: Like, we I went to Google 17 miles in,
5: can I drink sure this I water, gonna <laughs> or am I going to die? <laughs> oh, WebMD said I was going to die. So
2: oh, no. oh, <laughs> you like, no. so like, your situation's like, am I going to die from not drinking water, or am I going to die from drinking water?
5: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, because I was i was starting to feel goofy um, just from the heat, and I was just way back there and by myself, and that water was just messing me up, just psychologically, just because of the weight made my mouth feel weird, but... (laughs) But anyway, like... like This is some dedication. This this is hardcore, dude. I was going like... This is what you got to do to shoot a 400-plus inch ball. (laughs) I was going like 10 miles, and then I'd start chafing, like, bad. Mm. And, like, I'd be... That's, like, my main struggle was the chafing. Oh, it brings you back to the football
2: days, or...? I never chafed during football. So oh, straight up? That's a fat boy. This thing, is I think. something
0: that uh, an old cross country runner used to tell me. Shave your leg hair on the insides of your legs. I don't
5: I don't have any because it, it all robed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, um, the chafing thing that it kind of sounds weird. And, nah, dude, no, dude, one hundred
0: I'm a fat kid. I know what you're talking about.
5: Yeah. I, that last mile to the truck is was brutal. But um so yeah, I got my scouting in. I knew the area that he wanted that he liked to be in. I knew that the cows were were far on the south end of this place. And I knew, and he was always by himself. Like he never hung out with the bachelor herds um, this year. And I knew that once September hit, he was going to start moving for the south. And when hunting season came, I knew that he was going to be for the south. So I went, went down there to a spot where I've never seen him. And all right. So this year's opening weekend now. We're in opening weekend. Uh, I walked all the way back back there to the spot where I thought would be a good spot to check, and ended up calling him in that night. And uh, it was too dark to shoot legally, so I just boogied out of there, and got to the top of the hill, and I could see him coming straight to where I was. So I knew that, like, another 10 minutes, I could have shot him, but it wouldn't have been legal or right. But, uh, so anyway, I walked out of there that night, Feeling confident for the next day. You didn't probably sleep for shit, did you? No, no. I was <laughs> I was I was up to like twelve, just looking at pictures and videos of this bull. Um, just like yeah, this is the one. I'm not shooting any of the other ones because that was the same night I called that other big bull in, and um. So the next day, I ended up sleeping in. On accident, my phone was acting goofy. And it was, it was, it just didn't work out. Which Happen, which happens to us all all the uh, time. Which uh, actually benefited me because I would have went right back to that spot and maybe it wouldn't have worked out. But so in the afternoon, it was so hot, like hundred degrees. I started heading back in there, and I had to take my shirt off because I was sweating so dang bad. And I I took my release off, which is something I don't normally do because my wrist was just sweating mm. and. I get back there to the spot and there's a wallow where I'm walking to and I get over to the top of the hill and I hear branches just snapping and I'm like, Oh, um, I'm scanning, looking for this elk that's running away from me, thinking that he's just breaking branches as he's going. And I'm like, dang, I just, I just spooked out. The and then the branches start breaking again. And I realize he's right there, like 30 yards away. And so I'm, I'm sitting there shirtless, no release. My release is stuffed deep in my backpack. And, uh, so I hurry up and grab my release, grab my rangefinder, get it on there, get my arrow clicked in. I I shoot the nocturnals. I was so amped up. I clicked it too far. So it was already lit up. Oh no. And, uh, I was like trying to adjust it quick and I got it. And, um, I just, every time he'd break them branches, I would take a step and I'd take a step. And I I worked my way to 10 yards. And the wind is not ideal. It's it's blowing like diagonally. And so I, I'm sitting there for, for probably 15 minutes that with that bull right there. And the wind swirls. And he just jumps up quick. And I drew back and he uh he just went off just a little bit to the right and I just just uh released the perfect arrow and he went about 20 steps and and fell over awesome. how far was he when he shot in between 10, 10 and 20 yards oh so he's right there in front right of there yeah did you know right
3: away like oh that's that bull i've been after yeah, yeah. I, I, as or did as, you know before you shot i knew
5: before i before i shot because I, I was there for 15 20 minutes right next to him and he never he never knew.
2: They were basically playing in the mud puddle together.
5: Yeah, that's, that's what it felt like. I was like, I'm so part I'm are, part of the herd. Are you sure that you weren't trying to get
1: water out of that mud hole? <laughs> the drink? Was, it was looking pretty good. <laughs> when, when
3: did you know, like, oh, that's that big bull that I've been after, that I've been watching?
5: About five yards down the hill. Oh, as soon as I seen that back end, I was like, that's him. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, he's so, very, got a very, very unique... Uh, so, and it Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he's got a very unique back on him. Like it's because it kind of like comes down in a way. Yeah, it's very unique.
1: I want you to run run me through the like the emotions you had for that fifteen or
5: twenty minutes that you were
1: just hanging out with this (laughs) massive bull.
5: So at first, I could feel my heart in my in my head and like all throughout my body just pumping hard. And then after like the. It felt like just minutes, but after I watched the videos, it was like 20 minutes in between the first and last video, but, um, I started to calm down and I was, once I got to the range that I wanted to be at, um, I started to talk myself through the shot and that helped out a lot because who knows if, if, if it would have happened fast, I probably would have just put all the pins on them and, and sent it. Right. What <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I I ended up just sitting there and just ranging everything, all possible exits, and as soon as the wind swirled, I just pulled back before he even stood up and just hammered him.
1: I mean, so I just like that situation alone. It's like
0: words, Sean. It's hard. Like you called him. This
3: is the same spot you called him in the night before. Yeah. Did you have any like urge to try and call, or were you just like no? I just need to get close. He's distracted. I'm gonna get as close as I can.
5: I, I knew that I could just get close, and but I, at the same time I was shirtless, just <laughs> standing there, in the wide open, uh, while this bull.
2: Well, I think we're just gonna have to go ahead with uh, skin colored shirts, BMB camo for uh, <laughs> for the future now. Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was pretty crazy when he stood up i was I was pretty worried about not having a shirt on, but he, he so looked, was he
2: just was he just raking trees or was he in the wallow?
5: So there was one tree that was still alive, and he was just tearing it up. Mm. It, but he was still laying down in the wallow and uh so he was all mudded up when he shot him. muddy, so muddy. and uh it's just crazy to see those antlers rise up because I mean, this is crazy.
1: And he had no cows with him.
5: No cows. He's by himself. Yeah, this is still early season. Did you say that was opening weekend? Yep. Wow, was, that's was, awesome. Was, was there any day. bugles out there? Yeah, he. Uh, this bull had that that really deep bugle. I'm thinking the the fire probably messed up his, his
1: Like he had like a, he had a
2: like like he had smokers lung. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I mean, if you like, with the size of that bull, how how could you age that bull?
5: I've seen probably s- seven. Um,
2: he was probably, I mean, would, he, you could safely say he was the king of the land, really.
5: Yeah, yeah. But he's still in that prime where he's not regressing. Mm-hmm. The bull I shot last year was thir- was probably around 13 years old. Oh, wow. Is what I'm guessing because he, he was pretty regressed. And,
1: How big was that bull last year?
5: 360.
1: And how far along do you think he? I mean, what what typically do you see bulls regressing?
2: Like nine, yeah. eight or
1: nine. So, I like mean, how, what,
2: how old do you think that one that you guys got for so many years?
1: I, we, we hunted him for
3: five or six, and and he was big he was was getting, the whole time. Well, he's getting smaller the last two, so I would guess he was at least eight or nine when we. Yeah, because think like,
2: when you guys first saw him, he was big. Yeah, so he had to Four have been a ten or
3: five year, then ten year old.
0: Makes you wonder day. how big your bull would have been from last year if you just shot mm. him at like seven
5: or eight. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy because the bull I shot last year had six, had fifty fifty eight inch beams. Ooh. One one on the one side, it was broke on the other. But, um, yeah. So after I shot that bull, I immediately just ran up to the top of the hill to call my dad and my mom and my grandpa, and it was pretty cool. Even though I was by myself, I was able to connect with, share that, with them.
2: Yeah. Is that something you guys share as a family? As
5: you're all hunters or yeah uh yeah i'm come from a pretty outdoorsy family I that's guess. awesome
1: that that like we we had that conversation uh was that last week's talking about your scenario that you've been in with like animal like anybody's scenario that they've been in by themselves is just different you know for like you're looking for somebody to high five after oh when you're by yourself yeah. yeah so i mean i'm sure you went through loads of that i mean being by yourself
5: yeah, I mean, it would have been really cool if, if everyone would have been there, but I, I do a lot of my hunting by myself, I guess.
2: Yeah, and it does, I mean, think about how hard, it would have been probably harder for you to hunt with more people in that situation.
5: It's just a, it was a lot of work. Um, the day I shot him, it was five miles back from where I... And
2: grew. you packed the whole bowl out on foot?
5: I actually got lucky and was able to get it on a road. And I was able to drive back there a little ways, and that's good. Like as far as I could without the grass being too too tall. But
3: wow,
2: you could have almost wrote a book on that
3: one. So, so for the listeners, you got to tell tell us what what that thing ended up
5: scoring after you taped it. So the day I taped it, or the day that I shot it, I taped it, and growth score was four seventeen and 5.8 as a six point, which is just insane. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Was he,
1: uh, obviously you, you had uh past knowledge on this on this bowl. Was he ever a seven or no?
5: I mean, he had a bunch of points last year, <laughs> <laughs> so so he regressed a little bit, but well, he's still well,
1: I I think
2: he got, I think I, he just I, had better
3: nutrition. Honestly,
2: I would guess that he had better nutrition this
3: year. He got his back end got way bigger, so he lost points but grew mass and time length and like everything. Right?
5: The points that he lost were. We're extra. Oh, They're no. all cheaters.
3: Oh, okay. Okay.
5: But... uh,
1: Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, awesome just to find his sheds from...
5: Dude, I, I bet if I was you, I'd be out looking for them still. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been talking... That's what I've been thinking about for the past... Like, eight months, just finding them sheds.
3: I bet you'll find them. 4.17. I've, like, that's... That's got... I don't... I can't even fathom that. has got to be in the book somewhere. Like, what does that
5: qualify in, like, the...
3: So, that's the girl score. Open young.
5: When, uh, when the net score comes... Comes out, it'll, it'll be like around 4.05. Oh, so just a little guy, <laughs> <laughs> Which, in Montana, that's still top 10. Oh, yeah. I got to so, imagine. That's so big. Holy it's, smokes. It's pretty crazy. Yeah,
2: how long do you have to let them dry before you can... I believe it's 60, 60 days. That's cool. That's amazing. Do you think you'll ever... I mean, that I would say that's a once-in-a-lifetime situation,
5: but maybe not. That's what everyone's been saying, but... You're going to go for it again next yeah. year, guaranteed. That, that Chuck Adams, he shot three three big ones
2: yeah well i mean you got that 360 one that you saw this year who knows maybe maybe he's up to, i mean the genetics got to be there
3: so you're still in the drying period with him like this yes, day. yes do you think like what do you think he'll be in the books if he's four or four or five or what whatever you said
5: um so i, I guess they lose about four or five inches so he'll, he'll still be over 400 so
2: yeah he was just saying that top 10 probably oh
5: top 10 okay yeah. for archery at least yeah that's crazy.
2: No, it's amazing. That's uh
5: that is a <laughs> And he's symmetrical as hell. I mean he's I know uh the left handler scores like 189 and a half or or four eighths, but then the other side scores one eighty eight and seven eighths. Oh, so huh. super. that's, that's like so super circle, cool. isn't, that symmetrical? Symmetrical, isn't yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: I almost love the story better than the bull itself, man. Well, Drinking. And then
1: you know, at the break we were talking about you need to you need to let the audience know about the 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 gutting process.
5: Oh yeah. So I was by myself and my knife broke, my, my, uh, my Havlon knife broke and I couldn't get no more blades on it. And then my buck knife doled, doled really fast for some reason. I didn't have a sharpener and I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way done with this bowl. And I had to start using my broadheads to finish caping this thing out. And after, after like four broadheads, they started getting Getting dull pretty fast. These are troll cars, so they they lasted a little bit, but but uh, that's yeah. I was, that's wild. I was explaining to the the taxidermist that the cut around the brisket is kind of jaggedy, because or it's around the the armpit because oh, yeah. I was using them
4: broadheads. You <laughs> <laughs> <That's so laughs> can fix that, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that's
5: awesome. And another cool thing about that cape is he had burn scars on his chest. Really? So he's got these bald spots on his chest. Wow, oh, that's gonna be a super cool mount. Yeah, Now And, and I don't. I, go ahead. I don't, uh, the bowls from that fire—they got the black antlers.
2: Yeah, that was. I was just gonna ask you. My, mine has black antlers. Yes. Did, you, did that one end up having the straight up black or did it?
5: It's mostly black. You can't tell because it's it's all mudded up, but it's it's black.
2: That's crazy. Right? Yeah. That, that's that's for, for sure. Probably once in a lifetime deal yeah. there.
5: At least for the next two years, though, they'll probably have that black. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um and it's crazy. Now I go places and people recognize me just from the the Instagram posts. And, really? Yeah. Like uh, it is it's pretty cool. I've been able to talk connect with with Eric Chester. Okay. And cuz when you look up I'm gonna, I'm going to leave that out, but <laughs> um it's pretty cool to connect with him. He's a nice guy. He talked to me for four days. Okay, it's just me just being a random person. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's cool, man. That's a that's an awesome experience, and I I don't think it could have gotten anyone better, man. For for you to put in that time, and like there's that's very little percentage of hunters that are putting in that actual kind of pure effort.
0: Hard work prevails every time. It's it's crazy though. Possibly dying
1: (laughs) because like WebMD said he was going to die, but it's crazy to think about. Like when like Matt said it, tons of times that like world record elk and stuff have been shot by like accident and the fact that he goes out and he like gets a bowl on this caliber for the effort and time that you put in yeah yeah that's that's just i mean that's crazy
5: yeah i was, I was telling my dad i was like if he's out there i'm gonna get him and, and i got him so this is pretty cool i
3: feel like too like most and there's a lot of bowls that I'm sure have been shot shopped at over 400 that people have worked hard like that for. But I feel like most of 400 plus inch bowls are like a lot of people know about them. And a lot of people put in a lot of time as a group to like find them for some guy that paid a bunch of money to like hire an outfitter to help him shoot it. Like yeah. the fact that you did all that on your own is just so cool. And the story you have behind it, doing it by yourself, like it's pretty badass.
2: What's there to look forward to now? next season doing it again yeah awesome then i i think i heard you say you shot your mule deer this year
5: too yeah that's that's kind of a what was he at 205 (laughs) inch just a little dink (laughs) um it, it was a good buck uh but i i shoulder shot him and the arrow went about halfway in and i ended up losing him for about six hours and then i got another shot into him and uh Ended up losing him for a couple of weeks, and uh um, I tra- well anyway I trailed the blood for for like three miles, or about a mile, and he ended up dying in the river. Um And I ended up finding him thirty four miles of gridding later. Holy um, cow! And it, like I was gonna bring that up when you were talking about like the ethical, like poaching and stuff, like. So I, I won't shoot any more deer this year because I I shot that one and I didn't obviously I didn't get any meat because the coyotes ate them all. Mm-hmm. But um, that's crazy thirty four miles of gritting and he found him. I know and that's in like a five mile, like five square miles oh, yeah. of of just uh, back and forth for. No,
2: where did, I, you, did you end up finding I, him? You found him in the river.
5: I found him. Yeah, there's like twelve coyotes come out of the river just soaking wet, and I was like, oh, it's got to be here. And I, I I ended up getting to this to this uh. To where I thought he was gonna be, and I got attacked by a skunk. Oh no. And i of all things, I thought it was a coyote coming through the grass. And I turned around and it's a skunk just full charging me. And I I Kung Fu kicked that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I was gonna get sprayed, but but no, nah, I must have knocked him. You must have scared him, <laughs> huh? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I it actually took a chunk out of my shoe, but um yeah, I was I felt so relieved after finding that buck because I I was sick. It was a five by six with an extra point, and I felt like garbage for two weeks. Yeah, it sucks.
2: It's one of the worst. We were talking about it the other day. Like, just you know, I've had it with a bull before, and now having it
3: with this, it was just like it's the worst feeling ever. Yeah, people don't like to talk about it, but most most hunters or bow hunters, if I guess, a
5: reality you got to face. I mean, yeah, just it sucks, but it's gonna happen. It's crazy because I shot him twice, so I had two arrows into both lungs. And he went that far, three three and a half miles away from.
1: Did he,
2: did he have the arrows in him still, or did did yeah. it go a bit past? The, oh, he did.
5: So I had I found the one arrow, and it it was exactly halfway, broken off. And then the second arrow, I shot him in the shoulder on the other side. So it's this is the first animal I've had that hasn't went down in twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. It's crazy how tough they are. No, oh, they're old muleys, man.
0: oh they
3: did you get your antelope too no i have not
5: i was wondering if you were done already (laughs) i'm gonna throw the orange on and i got the 900 tag, so i'm I'm gonna keep trying
2: okay nice nice yeah i was wondering i was like man i wonder if this guy's done hunting already
5: yeah no i'm i'm tagged out for deer and elk but antelope i'm still still going
2: that's awesome well i do i do hope you find those sheds because that would be unbelievable uh,
1: I would hope that if you found both sets, he could do like a...
2: Would you Would you full shoulder mount him if you found the other shed? Got got just- a- I was
1: thinking about that. I probably would,
4: yeah. If you have them game,
1: looking at each other. <laughs> I would, 100%, right? Oh, yeah. That'd be
5: cool. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a giant the year before. Yeah. I, I um, I, I put him like right at 400 last year, just with that like, kind of weak back end. Right. But the fronts. fronts are crazy. Oh, stupid.
1: He's probably got swords.
5: I mean, just... His, his uh, fourth point is 25 inches long.
0: Oh, my <laughs> Lord.
1: And the,
5: the fronts are like, I think they're 20, 23 and 24 and then 19 and 20. It's crazy. What, is he just massive too? Like, can barely get your hands around him? You, you can't fit your hand around him until the very... About six inches from the tip of the main beam. That's, that's crazy. That's how crazy it is. It, the cap, the skull cap, and the antler's weigh Forty pounds, wow, wow!
2: No, that's, that's an amazing story. That I'm, I'm glad that we had you on to talk about it because who would ever known that all that went into
1: went into that? That's crazy. That is nuts. You, you yeah. know, there's
3: people that saw that picture or, or like see the picture and like, oh, it's probably some ranch and like he drove up to it and it's like it's cool. You get to tell a story of like, no, here's the work I put into Kidding's yeah. bowl.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's that's I I feel like that's a big distinction makes
0: me feel like i haven't done shit this year
1: big bulls <laughs> yeah. though that it's like you just you pay an outfitter and you show up and yeah take the leash off and you shoot big
3: bulls you associate with money or like know. how much money do they pay for that and it's kind of just a bad like yeah. perception to have but i do cool to hear
1: stories I, like I that mean, on i've done it before too personally yeah. it's just like you gotta look at i'm glad we got to
5: document there. the real story though yeah there's a lot more to it but it's just hard to keep it all like to recall it all i guess right but.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, you'll think about some stuff when you leave tonight, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it was an unbelievable. S- I mean, there's no and it's fun. I think it's cool to have all, all the elk hunters in here today just to like, when you're talking about swirling winds and checking wind coming this way and an elk making that. And it's like, man, I went through the same stuff this year, obviously not with that, but, um, it's really fun. It's really cool to know that we're all just, um, a bunch of guys doing, you know, with the same goals and, and Archery hunters are just something else, I think.
5: Yeah. yeah,
3: different ball game, but it's a it's a lot more fun, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. This was this was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we get it. I mean, Josh is return, return, return guest, but uh, hopefully, we can get you back on another day, man. You can yeah, for some, sure, tell us some more stories. Uh, we love nothing more than just hear awesome stories on the pod. So, anyone have anything to put in?
0: I'm satisfied.
2: No. As always, check out the BMB store at bullmountainbrothers.com. We have new merch on the website right now. We should have our hats this week. I was told these new hunting-themed hats. We got camo and blaze orange. They should be here this week. Hopefully they are because I'm super excited. I'm personally my favorite thing that we've ever made, in my opinion. But make sure to check that out. Check out our uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. YouTube is still... YouTube is still just struggling along, but uh, maybe once hunting season calms down, we'll be able to get some some videos out on there. But uh, as always, thanks for coming on, guys, and we will catch you on the next one.
1: Later.
0: See ya.
2: So, Matt, I was on my way to work this morning, and couldn't you believe it? Along the side of the road, I think I saw every species of upland bird that Montana has to offer. And it really got me thinking about my old bird dog and my old shotgun. And I think I want to pick the shotgun back up and get back at it. I'm down one thing though. And I think that's a new bird dog. How do I, we got any suggestions?
3: Well, I got you covered there, Riley. Our great friends, Craig and Carrie over magic, magic city gun dogs. They have outstanding German short hair pointers. Well, I've never had
2: a German short hair pointer. What makes them so outstanding?
3: Well, they have great bloodlines, outstanding temperament and their dogs always aim to please.
2: Well, that actually kind of sounds like it's right up my alley. Uh, how would I get a hold of one of these dogs?
3: Well, they actually have a letter coming up this spring. You can reach Craig or Carey at magiccitygundogs.com or at 406-861-5709 to reserve your puppy now.
2: Two Leggings Outfitters out of Harden, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Langens Outfitters, 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers.
1: Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers.
3: Also don't forget to check out our BNB store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super
0: sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.